Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Anne welcoming you to our uh, Wednesday evening Mother, Father, God uh, conference call. Um, we're going to hear live messages through uh, Dr. Catherine May. Uh, Dr. May has been designated uh, by Spirit to be the official channel for Mother, Father, God. And uh, other cosmic masters that uh, join her uh, each week, and t- today uh, Dr. May's guest will be Sananda. So uh, Jesus Sananda will be joining us in this call, and uh, to give you a little idea about Dr. May, uh, she, uh, Dr. May has been a practicing uh, clinical psychologist. She's been in private practice in New York City uh, and in the Hudson Valley area for 35 years. So she has quite a following. She's quite well known, and she's also been gifted with this ability, uh, with this ability, uh, to um, allow the masters to speak to us through her. And um, in the course of these years, uh, and Dr. May's unique talent, she has. Uh, she was the single student um, um, that learned the visual centering technique. She's the only one in the world that does this, and yet she's helped hundreds of clients rework uh, neurological brain channels that uh, allows them to see life uh, actually from a more positive and uh, present-oriented perspective and get unstuck from things they don't want to be thinking about anymore. So if you want to know more about Dr. May's very unique technique known as visual centering, um, you can go to her website, which is whoneedslight.org, O-R-G, whoneedslight.org. And um, I tell you, be be prepared to get hooked when you go to Dr. May's website. I was friends of mine uh, because I clicked up above where it said, channeled information, and I was able to see the whole saga from day one when messages started coming into her uh, as she was um, creating this wonderful book. And I won't go into that, but it's a wonderful experience, and it's nice to know the background. So um, with that, let me see um, see if there's anything. Oh, yes, uh, I have a couple of websites. One is hollowearthnetwork.com, and uh, the other one is earthascends.com. And on earthascends.com, once I saw the value of these messages that uh, Dr. May was able to bring to us, I immediately cleared room for a total page for her messages, which include not only these weekly calls, 
um, but all which will be recorded in an up shortly after the close of the call. But also we get three written messages uh, through Dr. May, and all of that is posted on her page on earthascends.com, and you'll see the tab at the top that says Mother, Father, and uh, you'll enjoy it. They'll always be there for you. So um, with that, I think we've covered pretty much all that we need to right now. Uh, You'll learn uh, all that you want to learn uh, further by going to Dr. May's website. And uh, Catherine, are you on the line? I saw you were off for a minute. Hi. Um, do we have you back on now? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, and thank you for that nice invitation. And everyone, this is Anne DeHart. You, I don't think you mentioned who you are, but this is oh, Anne, our lovely co-host, <laughs> uh, without whom I could not manage this. <laughs> so thank you, Anne. You're welcome. And it's it's exciting tonight. We have Mother, Father, God, and also Jesus, Ananda. So we just sort of let them uh, decide how they want to arrange, you know, what they have to say and how much time they're going to take. So um, I will just step aside and let first Mother, Father, God come through and I don't know what they're going to talk about tonight, but it's always something interesting and new. So we'll see what they have to say. So the next voice you'll hear will be from Mother, from Mother, Father, God. We'll let you go ahead and transition over. And, uh, yes, we will uh, be expecting the next voice to be Mother, Father, God. Hello, everyone. It's lovely being here. We're happy to be able to talk with all of you like this. Sort of like a fireside chat, you know, even though it's just over your computers and your telephones. But it does feel personal and up close, doesn't it? So we have some some information for you and we hope some reassuring words and just the opportunity to be close to you this way is is really wonderful for us. Also we invite you to call in with your questions and that's always a delightful part of this show to be able to talk with you individually. We like it when you ask us about the world and about spiritual issues and things that will be interesting to everyone. So let's get to uh, what you might think of as current events. We know that you're all sitting on the edges of your chairs, just waiting and hoping and praying for the ships to come out of the sky and land in your neighborhood and change everything. Well, yes, that's what we're hoping for too. But it won't quite happen that way because of our respect 
for your growth, for your independence, for your individuality and your own creativity, we have no intention of taking over your planet or even allowing our galactic forces to come and take over your planet. It won't be like that. I know that sometimes it sounds as if that's what's going to happen, but it's, we couldn't we couldn't do that. We couldn't allow your entire planet to just be taken over by another form of government, another other leaders who would interfere with the way you're conducting your own business on your planet. We will help you, but we are here to help. And that means we're not here to take over. We're not here to lead you. The galactic forces do have technologies that they would like to give to you. In fact, there are people on your planet who have already gotten a number of those um, technologies and have used them to their own benefit usually for war machinery and weapons. So you have had some help in the past from Galactics. Unfortunately, it's been misused. So we certainly want to be sure that that won't happen again. And this time, it will be required that there be leaders, people on your in your communities, in your governments, who can work with the galactics who are coming. Because they will not be simply taking over your life, lives and your governments and your financial systems and so on. There are many very talented, very capable people who have been underappreciated and have been held back from their true abilities and their their inclination to be generous, kind, heart-directed. It has not been a popular thing in your cultures. Do you remember when... Your president, Bill Clinton, said something to the effect of, I feel your pain. It was a kind thing to say, and he became a laughingstock. Is that not a terrible indication of the kind of cruelty and insensitivity that was the norm? in the American culture and others as well. Although, you know, the cowboy, independent mentality did tend in that direction, didn't it? So, we will look for those leaders in your cultures, in your communities, some of them in your governments, to take the lead, to be the ones that can cooperate, can 
identify the places and the people who can help with this process. So you see, it hasn't simply been a matter of us dragging our feet or waiting for something to happen or even holding out. That's not what we do. But we do want the conditions on the ground to be conducive to a smooth transition. And a smooth transition does not mean we send several million people to take over and run your governments for you. That would be an invasion. That would not be help. So I think some of you have gotten very impatient and have demanded that we do it sooner and faster and we're holding out. We have something to give you and we're not giving it to you. That's not the case. Please understand. These are not simply gifts we have to give you. It's it's much more complex than that. You've had periods in your histories in the United States, in Europe, in Asia, where there were revolutions, where there have been people who finally said, we can't take it anymore, we don't like the way our government is running, and we want it to be freer for the people. There have been many of those revolutions in the past 200 years. It's time for another revolution. And a revolution has to come from the people who live in the area where the change takes place. Yes, it's time for a revolution. It's time for you to take back your countries. It's time for you to take back your financial systems. It's not something we can give to you no matter how wonderful our gifts might be, it would be imposing something that's foreign to you. This is why it's taken time. This is why we've had to wait for the rising consciousness level, for more of you to awaken, not just so that you won't shoot the ships out of the sky, but so that you're ready you're ready yourselves to take the lead, to integrate these changes into your communities. Otherwise, there would be such culture shock and such chaos that it would require another kind of despot to take charge, to calm the people, to force the new ways upon them, and that's not what we want. So I hope by giving you a little bit of the bigger picture this way, we can help you to understand. Recently our messages, our written messages that Catherine posts, are about how all of you can help to raise the consciousness level by doing meditations, by gathering together in groups to to do your positive 
consciousness raising together. When you do that, you not only prepare yourself for change, but you get other people to think about it. So talk with each other about this. Talk about the revolution that's happening. Talk about taking back the values of your culture. Talk about a kinder community where people actually help each other rather than competing and stepping on each other for the limited resources that there are. Your resources are limited because of greed, because there are few people who have taken everything and hoarded it. And even even those who are in what you call the middle class are hoarders. People think that you have to have, you know, 400 years worth of income in order to retire. So you work yourselves to death until you're too old to enjoy it. And then you retire and sit in an, in one of those chairs that folds back and you put your feet up and sit in front of the television set. That's not retirement. That's not fun. What we hope to teach you to to introduce you to in these conversations is a different point of view, a different way to look at life so that when you're offered the help that we have to give, you'll be there. You will already be there to receive it. So this is why we called our last we talked in our last message about you know when we make the handoff we want you to carry the ball to the finish line. This is not a way of life that we're going to impose upon you. That is not the way universal law works. And if that's what would be required, we would not do it. So you see, we have held back our eager forces, the galactic forces who would love to just land and hug you and give you everything they have and and have a wonderful party. But then what? Who would be there to take over? Who will be there to provide the structure and the ongoing sense of calm and order your government is not working your financial systems are not working we cannot just let everything fall apart people would starve there would be you know things would grind to a halt the structures the mindset must already be there And this is why we're asking you, come forward, help us, be the change, create the community circles, create the contacts and the networks and the resources so that people are engaged with one another, so that you know who your neighbors are, you know what their skills are, you know what their needs are. 
And then when change comes, there will be a natural flow. There will be the networks already in place for people to help each other. And people will feel secure. If we were to help, if you call it that, if we were to come and simply help you to dismantle everything you have, can you imagine how insecure people would feel? How uncomfortable it would be, no matter how wonderful the changes, it would just not be possible. So this is why we do these calls with you. This is why we send you our messages. This is why we try to contact you in your meditations. This is why we send you love. Because we need for you to be strong. We need for you to be the army on the ground who will be the ones to take over. The galactics, no matter how wonderful and kind and sweet and lovable they are, are not coming here to take over. We need you to do that. So all of you, those of you with the revolutionary spirit, you know who you are. Those of you who feel the revolutionary spirit in your blood, we need for you to be ready. And when the time comes, you'll be available, you will be willing, and you can help out. Now, I hear a beeping on the line. I don't know if you can hear that beeping, but I think Hello? Hello? Hmm. I didn't hear any noise on the line. This is Ann. Hmm. Well... I am going to wait. Uh oh, there it goes. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? I don't see where. This is Catherine. I don't see what happened to Anne. Let me put someone on the line here. Hello. This is Catherine. Can you hear me? Hello. I can hear you. Hello. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I think something happened and I was cut off, so we're back. I'm going to put you back on um, 
I'm going to put you back on your uh, mute, and we'll go on with the show. Thank you. Okay. Hello. This is Catherine. I apologize for that. Um, We've had technical problems in the past. Looks like we're... We've had some technical problems today, but I'm back online, and I think I see Anne. There she is. Anne, are you there? I'm here, but I'm trying to get back in the studio again. Let's see. Oh, okay. Well, here I am on the line. Were you cut off, or did you? Yeah, it was as Mother, Father, God was saying. I hear some noises on the line. <clears throat> and I had myself muted, and I unmuted myself to say I don't hear any disturbance on the line, and I was cut off. Oh, dear. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm back. And mm-hmm. um, so they were saying uh, there was noise on the line. I think they had pretty much finished their message. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um So I apologize for that, folks. We seem to have a little technical problems every once in a while, but we'll do the best we can here. Part of the problem is that I am often on the road and I'm doing these shows from various places. So that makes it uh, the technology a little more difficult. But we try our best. And, uh, Catherine, we might remind folks if they want to uh, get in line to ask a question, uh, to hit. if you've called in on the guest line to ask a question, be sure and hit Mm -hmm. number one so that we see that you're waiting with the question. Right. That would be great. Okay. Um, Now we can decide how we want to proceed with the rest of the show. We could either take some questions or we can go and hear from Sananda. My, mm-hmm. Oh, I think I think Sananda wants to come through. Oh, that's so wonderful. I think that, that's probably how we should do this. So we'll let Sananda... Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so we'll let Sananda say, do his little introduction, and then we can have questions. Okay. And and then once we ask the questions, then people can can give us an idea of who they'd like to ask for their response. That okay. sounds fine. So I'll get ready. Okay. We'll give you a little break, Catherine, to um, change your, adjust your frequencies. And uh, there's just two people waiting with questions, so... Uh, as we were saying, if later on when we have time for the questions, you would like to place one, uh, when you call in, be sure and hit number one, and uh, we'll be aware who has the question. And uh, the next voice that we hear now will be uh, Jesus Sananda. Yes, thank you, dear Anne. It's lovely to talk with all of you today. I haven't been here for a while. I was waiting for a special time to come and talk with all of you. I know there are many of you out there. The numbers have been increasing. And how delightful that is. 
You know, I was thinking since the last time I was on this call, there are more people in this audience who listen to this recording and who call in live than ever came to listen to me speak when I was there in body. What a wonderful opportunity to be able to talk up close to so many people. We didn't have microphones, you know. Even in the best of arenas, we wouldn't feel this close to all the people we're talking to. So it's especially delightful. And we can feel, I can feel the presence of the people out there who are listening as just as you can feel mine, my presence. You can feel the love I'm sending. I am delighted, delighted to be here to embrace you all. What a wonderful time it is. What an exciting time it is. We watch your growth with rapt attention. We delight in seeing how you grow in love, how you, when you walk out your door, those of you who have dogs, you walk your dog, you see your neighbors, you smile at each other, you have small talk, you greet one another, you catch up on news. It's lovely to see the tone the communication between you, families. You know, there's been a real change in the last generation. There's been a huge change in the way families are, especially fathers. The way fathers relate to their children It's truly wondrous how much change there has been in just one generation. Really, the last two generations have been changing, but changing at lightning speed by cosmic terms. It's very fast. So we see the warmth, we see the connection between families, between people in communities. We see you reaching out to one another and it creates light. You could think of it as, you know, when you when when children are in scouts, they learn how to start a fire by rubbing sticks together. Have you ever rubbed two sticks together? Do you know how hot they become? It's as if every time you encounter a neighbor or a friend, it's as if your energy sparks one another. And it's as if you took the two sticks and rubbed them together and a flame bursts forth. That's what we see. We see the flame of 
kindness, of compassion, of love that you are producing all the time. Children who walk to school together, teachers who greet the children as they come into the classroom. Do you remember a teacher that was special? They're everywhere. There are wonderful teachers and lucky children to be in the presence of one who is loving. That's the lesson that children need, not ABCs and one, two, threes. The lessons they need are the love that their teacher pours forth, the greeting when they walk through the door in the morning. That's what children need. That's what allows them to learn. That's what inspires them to learn. Not discipline, not being forced to sit in a chair and be quiet and never talk. That's not learning. So all around, of course there are schools that are going in the opposite direction and they think that if they just make children sit still, And if they can't sit still, they'll drug them. Of course, that's happening in some places. But we see the teachers. Teachers are rebelling. They're refusing. They're beginning to say, no, this makes no sense. This isn't how children learn. They're miserable. I will not create a situation where I am making children miserable. It's happening. It's happening in families. It's happening in classrooms. It's happening in communities. Yes, there are still some who strut around acting like they're... It makes them more important if they can be very serious and a little mean all the time. Yes, of course, there are still some like that. But you'll see, even those people are beginning to respond to a smile. Even those people are beginning to respond to kindness. And you're getting a lot of help. We're sending you help. We're sending you love all the time. Your guides are standing behind you, enveloping you in love. You only need to open your senses, be mindful, and feel it. The love is all around you. And the energies that are washing across your planet are extraordinary. There has never been a time in the past thousand years that human beings and even the animals, of course, and the plants, have felt such an outpouring of high-level energy, and it's going to continue. There is a lunar eclipse coming in just a few days. It will be historic. And from that time, from the time the lunar eclipse takes place, Through the rest of this coming month, 
you are going to feel the energies of love and passion and creation and inspiration all around you. You will have to open your channels. You will have to, or you're going to have one terrible headache. So all of you are going to have to practice. I'm going to give you an exercise to help you practice, to open your channels, to be ready to absorb the wonderful, loving energy that's coming to you. Now, breathe. All of you. We're going to do a meditation together and we are going to generate an enormous amount of light as we're doing it. I want you all to sit comfortably in your chairs. Make a nice spot for yourself where you are. Feel your muscles relax. Feel the smile on your face. Feel it? You're all smiling now. That just raised the vibration. I can feel it from here. I have a big smile on my face too. Now, with that smile on your face, breathe. Breathe through that smile. Feel the air pass through your teeth, through your smile, back into the passageways. Feel the air moving, flowing through your brain, up and around like a fountain. Comforting and easing all the channels in your brain. Feel your third eye open. There. Now I can see you. Yes. And you can see me. Feel that third eye. The passageway. It goes from the opening in your forehead, back into your brain, back into that center place in your brain where all the information comes together with the light. So the vision of your third eye, the vision of your two eyes, all of it is in the light. And you see what that does? When you are in the light, you, the I am presence that we have talked about, when you are in that light with your third eye open, you absorb the love that we send you. You become the love that we send you. Now let that light pour down through your crown chakra, through the top of your head, like you're standing in the sunshine. Feel it. Let it flow down through you, 
through the center of your brain down into the center of your heart. Anchor there. Hold. Hold that feeling of love. Feel your third eye. Blink. Feel it. Now you see. Now you see beyond what you see. Now you can see into higher dimensions. Now you can see what other people feel. Now you can see what God feels. We are here for you. We are with you. We love you. And when you take up your position there in the light, when you let our love pour down over you, that's what we mean. You are God. You are made of the essence of God, just as I am. Never let that go. And when you walk through your life and you carry that feeling, I am. I am God. I am here. I am love. I am awake and I'm here for you. I feel that. I feel that always. Do you feel that? That is your destiny. That is your birthright. That is who you are. Breathe into that center of yourself and say, I am. And when you say that to yourself, you know you're saying, I am God. I am a part of the great cosmic whole. I am you. I am me. I am God. There. Feel it. Take it into your heart. Take it into your soul. Feel that in every single cell of your entire body. And don't ever let it go. And when you breathe that air, you breathe that essence. This is what we call the Christ consciousness. This is who I am. It's who you are. 
is who we are. Never forget. Never forget. We are one. And we are here to create something magical. Something wonderful. Something new. Each of you, rise up. All you have to say is, I am here and I am ready. I will do whatever is assigned to me and I will do it with inspiration and love. I will do it with joy in my heart. And then, all the wonderful things that you dream of will happen. The dream of planet Earth as paradise, it will happen. Living in Eden, living in harmony, it will happen. You will make it happen. And now, dear ones, breathe this. Live this. Be this love that I send to you. Take it into your heart. Keep it there always. Breathe it. And know that I love you. And now, I turn this back to our dear host and co-host. And they will speak with you. They will ask your questions. And we will be here to answer you. And for now, namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Sananda. And we will give Catherine a few minutes here, a little time to uh, get back on our wavelength. Um, We do have three people who have been waiting uh, we'll take them in the order of the length of their weight. And uh, I'm going to open the line in area code 360. Um, I'm going to ask you to concisely um, explain uh, what your question is. And uh, we do want to make sure that we stay on the subject matter that would be of interest to all. Um, we don't ask for personal consultations on these uh, calls, but you, we welcome any questions that you may have relative um, to um, what was it uh, we were up to, um, what is going on today in the world, uh, world, world consciousness, uh, what was it that... Um, uh, current events is what Mother Father God told us, and uh, 
Jesus Sananda was helping us learn how to get ourselves in the right resonance um, so that we can be aware and be of service. So now person there in area code 360, I believe uh, Catherine is back with us and maybe you can... Mm -hmm. um, Good. We have a question here and I'll turn the line over to area code 360-2206. Hi. Good evening, ladies. This is Holly. Thank you for being here um, and sharing all this beauty with us. Um, I have a question about twin flames, and I've been hearing so much about them, and I just would like a little bit of uh, clarity around um, whether they are going to be the ones to be our mentors, the first ones that we meet, um, and whether they are here with us as our guides or if they're in the heavens or on the ships like I've also heard. I'm just not not clear on where <laughs> where they are presently and if they are the first ones that we'll be meeting, if, they're, if they'll be our mentors. So thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Holly. That's a nice question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we could ask, uh, Mother, Father, God, or we could tell them what the, the information that tell Holly the information that we've been given. Um, I think I can answer part of that for Holly, and then we can ask uh, maybe Mother, Father, God if they'd like to add to it. But I think Holly is asking the question from a 3D stance. Your guide can be in all of those places. Your twin flame, yes, is your guide, always, and is there with you, and could be on the ship. <laughs> so it's not either or. Um, a guide, a, someone who loves you, is there across dimensions, across time, across space. There are no there is no time or space. So a twin flame is there for you always. And what we've been told is that we will meet our twin flame in person um, in some form of, of body so that we can actually see them in their, you know, in their presence. But if you really are open and listening with your and seeing with your third eye, you will be aware of your twin flame who's there with you always now. So, what do you think, Holly? Would you like to hear more from Mother, Father, God, or did that answer your question? Um, I think. I think so, yeah. It seems that they're <laughs> with us always, as you say. Um, and I, whether they'll be um, the one and only first mentor, um, I guess, is maybe a little unclear uh, still. I'd love to know that. <laughs> oh, well, let's call the one and only first mentor, you know, isn't bound by time in other dimensions. Mm. It's the brightest light, you know, or the the one who touches your heart. Or the one who let's 
let's Mother, Father, God are here. Let's let them add to this if they'd like to tell you something more about Twin Flames. Okay? Thank you. All right. So I'll turn it over to them. Yes, Holly, dear. Yes, the question you ask has constraints attached to it, um, has conditions attached to it. And from our point of view, there are no conditions. There are no limits. There is, uh, as Catherine said, there's no time or space. So first, mm, there is no first in other dimensions. There just is. So, yes, they will be there for you. Will they be at the front of the line? Sure. (laughs) Will there be others around you to embrace you and love you? Yes. Um, But this is a very good question because it gives us the opportunity to teach you a little bit about expanding your minds. Now, you have a a brain that's used to thinking about things three-dimensionally, where there is up and down and forward and back and inside and outside and before and after. But in higher dimensions, there is no before or after or when. (laughs) There just is. And the love that you feel for your twin flame is obvious, is present, is always there. So for most of you, it's a matter of opening your sights and opening your ears and opening your hearts. And whether it's on the ships or in your dreams, you will feel your twin flame. You will feel the oceans of love that sweep over you when you simply open your intuition mind and call. I'd like to speak with my twin flame. And boom, you'll feel it. They'll be there. So across dimensions, across time, across space, it doesn't matter. You're always connected. Does that answer your question, dear? Yeah, very much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And now let's hear from Anne. All righty. Thank you, Holly. I'm sure a lot of people uh, were getting more and more messages about the Twin Flames, and um, I think many people were very grateful for your question. Um, Let's move on to uh, Area Code 509, who's been waiting a little over a half hour. Um, I'm opening your line. Uh, Your last four numbers are 3697. And uh, we'd like to know your name and uh, what your question is. Yes, this is Todd. I'm in Spokane, Washington. Mm-hmm. And I am honored to be uh, to have this venue to ask questions. Thank you so much. 
Uh, my question is in regards to uh, information that I have studied and researched, investigated, observed for many years regarding the toxins uh, that are being uh, put out there by whatever powers, uh, including chemtrails, aspartame, fluoride, GMOs, etc. And um, and wondering, uh, I, because they've had such a detrimental effect on nature, not just humanity, but uh, the planet in general, um, if and when these um, forms of toxins will will soon be neutralized, I, I, we in this area we continue to see chemtrails in the skies pretty much on a daily basis, and. And it's not just me that's asking these. A lot of my contacts are also wondering, because the galactics supposedly have neutralized any possible chance of nuclear uh, holocaust, is it possible that that they also could maybe intervene and neutralize the effects of these toxins that are in our air, food, and water? I know that's a long question, but... People I know are, are are very concerned about this. Personally, I feel that if we can if we can keep our vibes high, and raise our consciousness, and be love, that the toxins have virtually no effect on us. However, for the multitudes of people that aren't there yet, I think that it's having a very negative effect. So that's the end of my question. I'm sorry it was so long. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. <laughs> I appreciate your goodness, Catherine. I appreciate your question because I had it on my list because a number of other people have asked the same question. So that was going to be one of the things on the list for tonight. So I'm glad you oh, asked good. it and in, in such a comprehensive way. So yes. let's let's ask uh, Mother, Father God to to because you've covered a lot of ground there. I think they would probably like to give you an answer. Thank you. So um, I'm going to turn it over to them. So let's give them give me a second, and I'll. All right, go right ahead, and we'll just wait here. Give you a few minutes, uh, Catherine, while you change frequencies and uh, open your channel for Mother, Father, God. You should be the next voice that we'll be hearing. Yes. Thank you, dear Anne. Todd, what a lovely question and a good opportunity for us. You are so right, and we're so delighted at the way you place that question. Clearly, your vibration is creating a sense of health, and well-being around you, and you're right, you will be nearly immune to any kind of toxins or uh, bacterial or viral circumstances that might come your way. You are doing exactly what you need to strengthen your immune system, to keep you healthy and strong in your mind and your body. You are a wonderful example. 
so thank you for for creating the question in that form. Now, we can tell you, yes, along with neutralizing the nuclear weapons, there has been a tremendous effort. Now, you're right about the rising consciousness level on the planet. All of you are creating at least as much of an influence to help with the healing as the galactics are doing. Now, they can focus it a a little more skillfully, but nevertheless, it's the concerted effort that's really having an impact. The um, There are groups, Catherine knows groups in her area that are specifically working to help neutralize the radiation on the planet. And there's a group, there are groups that focus simply on that because that was such a threat. So those groups, even without the help from the galactics, have had a tremendous effect. Now, at the same time, there are teams who are working on the, specifically on the chemtrails. So even though there may still be some, some you know, toxins or some weather um, airplanes up there, they are not having the same poisonous effect that they used to have. That is being taken care of. And Mother Earth is working very hard as well. So this is not just a one-person, one-team effort. You know, you're aware of the tremendous toxic effects of the pollution, of the fertilizers, the um, the weed killers, the uh, thousands, thousands of different kinds of chemicals that have been spread across your earth almost indiscriminately. That is, has still continued to some extent, but it is less popular. It is less acceptable. As you are raising your consciousness levels, you are also becoming very intolerant of these practices. And you are not alone there has been an outcry across the globe and there is good legislation coming. And there are countries that have simply outlawed, as you know, the genetically engineered um, vegetables and, and other plants and animals are simply not going to be permitted. So... The, the the earth herself is working very hard to cleanse, as she always has done. But as her consciousness level raises, she also is more effective. As you and your friends and your community are raising your consciousness level, you are more and more effective. And the galactics are now helping, which they couldn't do in the past. And that... The three-pronged effort 
is having a tremendous effect. So you may notice those of you who are raising your consciousness level are getting healthier. Some of you are even looking younger. If you look around you, look at the ones whose consciousness is higher and higher. They're getting younger. Your earth is doing the same. So you need not fear. We do not wish to in any way increase the fear because that has a counterforce on the healing effect. Yes, take a stand. Refuse to permit anything that is toxic to come into your house, to be used in your yard. If you have someone who comes to mow your lawn, don't let them put anything on your on your lawn. Be absolutely scrupulous about it. Do not permit toxins. Do not buy food that is in any way manufactured or produced with chemicals. Don't permit it. Don't permit anyone in your family to eat anything that's made of these manufactured laboratory <coughs> Make sure that you buy organic food. And there are now ways that you can check on the Internet that you can learn what companies are genuinely organic, which are just trying to put that name on their food, and buy local food. Every chance you get. In that way, all of you, if everyone on this call does those things, you will have a tremendous effect because there are more and more of you. And the more of you who do this, the more economic power you have, the more of an effect you will have. Be careful. Every penny you spend is a vote. Think of it that way. Every nickel you place on the counter is a vote. And you are voting for whatever that object is that you just bought. If you buy something that's made in a sweatshop in Bangladesh, you're voting for sweatshops. If you buy a package of something that says it's noodles and goo, you're voting for noodles and goo. (laughs) So remember that whenever you go to a store, if you buy something that has aspartame in it, you're voting for aspartame. If everyone did that, those things would be gone in a week. Why not? It's really very simple. Does that answer your question, Todd? Um, It it helps, yes. But if I can follow up just briefly, uh, some of the problems with that are that uh, aspartame in in the big supermarkets now is, from what I've read in 
70% of the things on the shelves. So it's very hard to avoid it. And also, with regards to uh, buying organic, um, it's uh, much more expensive. So for the folks that are living in poverty, it's very difficult for them to maintain an organic diet financially. Um, So I'm wondering if there's... Uh, any suggestions uh, surrounding that or I mean with GMOs now you know infiltrating the food system as well it just appears at times that without some type of galactic or divine intervention the the deck is stacked so against humanity this time around and I'm not trying to be negative or 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 spread fear I'm just trying trying to be a an observer of how things are at this time and how most people see them at this time. I, I am very optimistic, but I it's it's understandable that folks see this situation humanity's in. Say, how can we possibly overcome this uh, with just our powers of thought when nine? percent of the population is still asleep number one and in a year or two i mean if this goes on much longer this way humanity uh, you know has very little chance without some kind of galactic or divine intervention and then i'll let you go thank you so much i so appreciate your wise words and i'll pass them on thank you todd well you made some assumptions there that are absolutely not true. First of all, your food is not expensive. Organic food is not expensive. It's only expensive compared to eating your newspaper or eating the box that your food comes in. You said the things on the shelves all have aspartame. Don't go to the shelves. A head of broccoli has no aspartame in it. A potato has not one bit of aspartame in it. Mmm. Only processed foods then. Only processed foods. I see. Do not eat anything that comes in a box. Wow. There are plenty of things of living food available to you. It doesn't cost a lot of money to buy a potato, an organic potato, and it's a whole meal. Indeed. It's not true that organic food is expensive. If you simply ate food, you can buy organic rice. It's very filling. It's very nutritious. If you buy brown rice, if you buy black beans, the kind that are organically grown, you can make a whole meal for a dollar. It is Mm. not expensive. It's only expensive if you insist on eating those things that have aspartame in them. I see. Because it costs a lot of money to manufacture those things in a laboratory and put them in a package that's inside another package that's inside another package. 
don't ever eat those things. That makes sense. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very and much, Todd. Thank you I'm very sorry. much. Mm-hmm. Have a great uh, life. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Todd. We're we're down to our last seventeen minutes, and uh, we have two um, other hands that are still waiting. Uh, one who has been waiting for about uh, almost forty-five minutes. So I'm going to open the line in area code six six one. We would like to hear your name. Um, and the question that you bring to us today. Hi, I'm Daniel from Brazil, and I would respectfully like direct this question to Sananda. And I want to know if it, it would be correct, if, if it would be wise for the higher hymns uh, representatives, uh, spoken persons, to uh, advise us, uh, the, the general public, not to plan ahead for uh, usual uh, activities such as uh, end-of-the-year vacation, long-term uh, dental uh, treatment, and long-term education, since we are facing uh, some sort of change ahead. Why do I make this question? Uh, we know that when we focus our attention, we tend to uh, make that reality to happen. Since it is uh, a small individual situation or something much bigger, some more collective, like Carnival, like uh, Football World Cup, like the Olympic Games, that might somehow, I don't know, uh, bring so much attention, so much energy to material 3D events that might even slow down the, the ascension process. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Daniel. And uh, Catherine, I'll let you uh, decide who is going to be able to uh, respond. Yes, this is Sananda. Thank you, Daniel. Well, that's a very interesting way of of putting the question. Um, I think I will answer in general first. Most of the things that Daniel was mentioning in his question are everyday sorts of events. But of course, just as earlier uh, questions, I think it was Holly that Mother, Father, God were were speaking to about before and after and either or and whether or not the important thing is that whatever you do in your life, you do it with love. It doesn't matter if you're having your teeth fixed or you're planning your vacation. Of course, take care of yourself. Any kind of care, if you don't fix your teeth, they will 
do badly very quickly. If you don't plan vacations, you'll be unhappy. Of course, do the things that are caring, that are kind, and that are hopeful. Of course you want vacations. Plan your vacations together. Go to your football games and enjoy them. Have fun. Games are very important. Of course, you know, you want to avoid the 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 kinds of activities that sometimes take place in these commercial kinds of games where people fight each other because they think their team is better. That's, of course, silly. But sports events are fun. Play them. Play them with your children. Get your neighbors out in the street. And Daniel, thank you for calling all the way from Brazil. We welcome your call. Thank you very much. And whatever you do, enjoy it. And do it with love. And practice that exercise we did so that everywhere you go, Everyone you talk to, your dentist included, you take love with you. And then you and everyone around you will raise your consciousness. Whether you're walking down the street or you're applauding for your favorite team, that's fine. It's even better if that favorite team has your children playing on it. Whatever you do, do it with love. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. And thank you, Daniel. And uh, we're coming down the closing uh, ten minutes of the call. So I'm opening the next line in area code 441. Um, may, May we know where you're calling from and your name and uh, the question you bring. My name is Kay, and I'm calling from the island of Sark in the Channel Islands off the coast of France. Mm. Hi, oh, Kay. lovely. Yeah. How exciting my, my that quest- we have all these people from long distances. Hello, Kay. It's Catherine. Mm. Hi, Catherine. I feel that I've been called to live in a, this unique place called Sark because it's the last feudal, well, last feudal location on Earth. We only had democracy come in in 2008, and I feel that I've been called to take this opportunity to begin building a transition and a new type of relationship government because we have essentially a blank slate. So I was wondering if there's any guidance as to the concepts and the structures and the principles, and especially justice, because so much of the culture has collapsed to the point that um, the the concept of justice is difficult because truth is is not valued the way it used to be. Uh, witnesses are not truthful, attorneys are, you know, devious, 
and I remember a book, the, Robert, the book by Robert Heinlein, who envisioned a system of justice based upon people who are sensitive and who could see the light when people were speaking in a justice system and they could tell whether somebody was truthful or not. I realize that that might be some 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 place in the future, but I was wondering if there's any guidance as to um, building and and the principles of of working towards a transition, a new a new type of government for the new, I guess, a new earth. Hmm. And who shall we ask? Want to talk to Mother, Father, God? I believe so. Yes. Thank you. Hmm. Okay, let's ask them. We'll just give Catherine a minute here just to adjust her frequencies. Mm -hmm. This is going to be very interesting. Happy to have you with us, Kay. Thank you. And the next voice we hear will be Mother, Father, God. Yes, Kay. What a wonderful question, and what a fabulous opportunity you have. Yes, it is a very interesting place where you live. Now, you are setting your sights in a, in a very good way to be open to whatever can be done there. Of course, you know, the crooked people are a bit of a problem, but you will need to start from the ground. There are any number of people there who do have a connection to their hearts. And you're right, the justice system should be based on light. Hmm. There would be very little problem deciding what needs to be done and what's good for people if there were people in charge who were sensitive and kind and that should be the basis. Compassion. There are some very good guidelines. Um, of course, you know the the Constitution of the United States was a project that was developed with guidance from our St. Germain and other ascended masters. A great deal of what they managed to put into their constitution is very effective. The checks and balances work pretty well. Of course, any system that's written down can be corrupted. There's another way you can look at this, too. There are copies of, on the Internet of the Constitution as it has been written down. Of course, it's not completely accurate because it's uh, something that was written down much later. But the, the Iroquois Nation, the five tribes of the Native American uh, groups, had a constitution that lasted for thousands of years. And there are some very interesting things in that constitution that you will recognize 
as very effective. One of them has something to do with um, a representative that's chosen. They don't elect people for long terms. A, a representative is chosen for an appropriate time to serve a particular for a particular event. And one of the requirements is that that person must not have experienced a personal trauma within a certain number of years, two or three years was the tradition. So anyone who had the death of a spouse or a child would not be asked to serve because it was understood that their emotional state would affect their ability to serve. Those kinds of things need to be taken into account. Of course, any system of government that's going to work well will be based on universal law. And the universal law has to do with what is in the greatest good. What is the greatest good for all concerned? It's not such a difficult thing, truly. As long as everyone involved is in that frame of mind where they are searching for what will be in the greatest good. And the greatest good means sensitivity, kindness, compassion, forgiveness, the highest level of inspiration and creativity, concern for all. We aren't going to give you any specific directions on how to proceed. You have already begun to think about those things. You will have a way of gathering people together, of getting them to think about these things, offering them suggestions and reading material and resources. And they will come up with the the good ideas. It's a wonderful thing you're doing. We wish you well. And please come back and talk with us again and tell us how you're doing. Tell the people on the call how you're doing. Will you do that? Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, one thank of the you. biggest challenges is is it's a very, very small population, only about 600 so everyone is related to everybody. Everybody is working for everybody. So the the relationships amongst the people is very very complicated. So it it is it is oh, a it is a big challenge. No, my dear, that's a great advantage. Mm. Mm. Once you make a change, it will ripple through the entire island. Everyone will take fire. And you're going yes. to get some help with the energies that are coming in the next month. Mm. So Work with what you have. That been... Yes. Mm-hmm. So the people you'd mentioned about, the, the people that I have been thinking about gathering, so I have been thinking along the, the correct, well, the, 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 the effective mm-hmm. um people of, of of starting to include and to contact. 
Of course. Okay. And they will spread. It will spread like wildfire. Get oh, them to good. come up with the ideas so they they so that they will be unaware that it was you who thought of it. <laughs> mm, yes. Oh, and now <laughs> our time is up, dear. So we're going to have to turn this back over to our host and co-host to say goodnight to everyone. And we'll say goodnight to... Mm-hmm. Namaste, y'all. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you, Kay. Uh, and with that, we are down to our last minute. Um, very briefly, I will give you Catherine's website one last time if you want to follow through directly with her. And that is whoneedslight.org. O-R-G, Dr. Catherine E. May, practicing psychologist and uh, the designated uh, channel for Mother, Father, God. We want to thank, um, mm-hmm. thank you, Catherine. Ma'am. I'm going to let Catherine close this call. Uh, we have just half a minute left. And don't forget to go to Anne's website, too, hollowearthnetwork.com. And she posts wonderful things there, not just uh, my uh, writings and calls, but others as well. And she sends out a wonderful newsletter. You can sign up for that. And for that, we're going to say good night. Good night, Anne. Good night, Catherine. See you next week. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>